from the eyes of a civil rights attorney to the ears of the people in pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness in the postmodern age of relative truths, realities, and information. This is a Land of Lincoln Lawyer podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Rob Tomei, attorney of law. As many of you know, over the course of the past two or so years, we've all been dealing with a cataclysmic public crisis being the COVID-19 pandemic. And we've all had to shift our expectations in our day-to-day lives to fit in line with the new requirements and mandates that that have come down from our public health officials. In the state of Illinois, um, the governor has issued a number of emergency proclamations back to back to back to back and has mandated that there be certain COVID-19 mitigation protocols implemented in a number of different aspects, specifically in one instance being with schools. And this is on the forefront of everybody's mind and it has been um, for quite some time, since at least um, August of 2021. Um, and at that point in time, when the mask mandate was reimposed on the eve of school starting up again in the fall in person, everyone was up in arms. Since that time, attorney Tom DeVore filed an action in Sangamon County on behalf of hundreds of students all across the state of Illinois, seeking an order to temporarily restrain school districts, the Illinois Department of Health and the governor from mandating or requiring those students to engage and participate in the COVID-19 mitigation requirements, specifically being masking, social distancing, quarantine measures, et cetera. That action uh, resulted in an order being entered at the beginning of this month, February, 2022, restraining those school districts from enforcing those mandates as against the individually named students in that action. And the question that was being evaluated in that case, and then subsequently evaluated as I'll discuss um, later on by the appellate court and then by the Supreme Court of Illinois, is whether or not the state, whether or not a school has to strictly adhere to statutory rights set forth in the Department of Public Health Act, and whether or not you can be compelled to engage in personal health care processes without the due process of law. As many of you know, recently, the beginning of this month, uh, a trial court judge in Sangamon County um, issued a temporary restraining order against various school districts uh, prohibiting them from continuing to enforce COVID-19 mitigation uh, mandates as against specific individually named students in that, in that case. Um, That, 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 that decision um, is controversial, uh, a little confusing, questioning as to whether or not it applied statewide to every school, questioning as to whether or not it applied to each district that was named in the suit or just to the individual students. Um, The order did only apply to the individual students, 
but the legal framework in which the order was issued um, absolutely applied to everybody in the state. And so what ended up transpiring after the issuance of that temporary restraining order prohibiting those schools from enforcing COVID-19 mitigation against those students is the governor, through his attorney general's office, filed an appeal to the 4th District Court of Appeals. The Illinois 4th District Court of Appeals looked at the case and they decided, you know what, we can't review this. You know why we can't review this? Because it's moot. It's not ripe for review at this point. Um, And the reason why we can't review this case is because the rule that was in place at the time the temporary restraining order was issued is no longer in effect. And that rule specifically was repudiated by JCAR, the Joint Committee on Administrative Rulemaking, the Legislative Committee. Uh, It decided, hey, Governor, we see you. You're asking to renew this emergency rule, changing different definitions in the administrative code so that you could continue operating um, under the pretext of uh, an ongoing emergency to circumvent due process. We're not going to participate in that anymore. We're going to let the judiciary do its thing. We're going to let them decide where people's rights stand on this issue. Your request to renew your emergency rule, changing definitions, circumventing due process, is denied. I believe it was a 9-0-2 vote. Um, So the appellate court said, no, this is moot. We do not have any reason to review this. Um, and so, um, they, they declined to review it. Um, the governor at that point, um, undeterred appealed to the Illinois Supreme court and the Illinois Supreme court, um, on Friday issued a ruling, um, as to whether or not they would take up the appeal. And they, they like the appellate court decided, no, we're not going to take up this appeal. And they said that they're not going to take up the appeal for basically the same reasons that the appellate court did, which is that the issue that was decided on in the in, in the temporary restraining order is no longer in play, being that the emergency rule was no longer in effect. So as a result, there was nothing for them to rule on. Um, the Supreme Court did take it a step further. They took it a step further, and this is where the governor, his desperation for... Uh, to, 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 to put some, some additional wins in his political sales, um, has been going around touting that the Supreme Court effectively ruled in his favor um, in, in, in indicating that if and when he deemed it appropriate when the, to reimpose his COVID-19 mitigations and masking requirements, that he had the power, he was vested with the power to do that. That's not what the Supreme Court ruled. In, in, to the extent that he's saying that or any journalists are saying that either they're repeating what the governor's saying or they don't, they're, they're not vetting that information through an attorney uh, that knows or who knows what they're talking about. Because, um, and, and, and I can understand how people may be confused about that because, oh, the temporary restraining order was vacated. You know, the temporary restraining order was vacated and that means that the trial court screwed up and the trial court, um, their analysis was incorrect. That's not what that's not what the Supreme Court ruled. They said the temporary restraining order that was issued at the beginning of the of the, of the month is no longer necessary. It's no longer necessary because the rule that was being used to enforce the COVID-19 mitigation strategies was no longer in effect. And as a result, the temporary restraining order 
would be dissolved because there was no enforcement mechanism any longer in effect. So that's what the Supreme Court ruled. So effectively, yes, the order, as it was being applied specifically to those individually named students in that action, is now vacated. It's vacated again because it's not necessary. The legal framework, the legal framework that was employed by Judge Grishow, written in her in her very nicely drafted 29-page opinion, is still in effect. And that legal framework provides, under the Illinois Public Health Act, that the public health department is, and always has been, the only and sole exclusive authority on the issue of quarantine measures. So, in other words... A school does not have the does not have the inherent authority to compel you or your children to quarantine because they've been suspected of being exposed to somebody that may have sniffed uh, the air in a strange way <laughs> or coughed or sneezed um, or compel anybody to wear a mask because the administrative code provides and this is what the governor tried to change with his emergency rules which Jay Carr specifically repudiated, um, was to, to, to basically eliminate the definition of quarantine or change it. Uh, quarantine, of course, includes being confined into a, a physical space because you are suspected of um, being a public health risk as a result of being exposed to a contagion. Uh, but quarantine also includes using a device intended to stop the spread of a contagion or to use a procedure in order to stop the spread of a contagion. It's a modified quarantine. So what, what does that mean? Testing is a procedure. Masking is a device. So in order to quarantine somebody, okay, only the public health department can quarantine somebody, and they can only quarantine somebody if that person consents. They agree to it. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll quarantine. But what if you don't agree with it? That's reasonable. That's probably what happened. And, and thankfully, our General Assembly, um, a number of decade, decades ago, um, sought fit to carefully balance the rights of individuals as against public health interests. And they decided that we need to build in some due process here because, you know, it stands to reason that somebody may object to the public health department saying or exercising this kind of authority over the individual and saying that, look, you need to you need to be confined to your house. You need to you need to wear a you need to wear a bubble over your head, um, or something like that. Um, and in such a situation, uh, it, the Public Health Act provides that the, the the health department, only the health department, not a, not a school district, not a school administrator, um, not some nebulous emergency operations team. Uh, that doesn't have anybody that has any kind of background in virology or immunology uh, or civil rights, for that matter, understanding the law, uh, it can, can compel you to engage in any kind of quarantine. Only the public health department. The public health department, if you refuse to consent to an order of quarantine, must file a petition in a court of competent jurisdiction and prove by clear and convincing evidence that you are, in fact, a public health risk. You're a public health risk because you've been exposed or you're reasonably believed to have been exposed to a contagion. That's a tough burden to meet. And sure, the public health department may be able to prove that um, in some instances. 
but it's not going to be easily handed out like candy. And it's not just a unilateral authority that they have to impose on the individual if that individual objects. And that's what the governor tried to do away with 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 his emergency rule changes, is to get rid of that due process mechanism that was built into the statute and to vest authority in institutions and administrations that didn't have the inherent authority under the Public Health Act. That's what he tried to change. And it was done illegally. It was done illegally, and that, that, that legal framework and analysis, again, that was outlined very, very succinctly in Judge Grishow's order, is still in effect. And effectively, what I mean by that is, although the temporary restraining order was vacated by the Supreme Court, it is not a win by the governor or for the governor. And that doesn't mean that he then has the authority to reimpose a mask mandate. Quite the contrary, actually. Because the, unless the General Assembly goes and changes the uh, Public Health Act, any school that wishes to reintroduce or is continuing to enforce COVID-19 mitigations in any regard will be subject to suit for people who object to the policy, and they should object to the policy, because if anything is made clear over the course of the past two years, it's that law matters, and so does science. And we know that these mitigation strategies have done nothing to curtail the spread of the respiratory virus time and time again, including mandatory masking. There's no statistically significant benefit to mandatory masking, but there are significant negative health side effects. But yet, we're still going to ask our students to wear masks in school because of some kind of misguided sense of moral obligation. Um, Misguided sense of moral obligation as a result of public health officials and people like Governor Pritzker telling you that that's the moral thing to do. Well, we need to ask harder questions and we need to make sure that we never forget that we have the law on our side and you have due process rights. Thank you, everybody, for listening to my inaugural podcast. This is a Land of Lincoln Lawyer podcast. Um, This first go at it, it was a little rough, um, but I enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed listening, and I look forward to providing you uh, useful and meaningful information in the future um, from the eyes of a civil rights attorney to the ears of the people. This is Rob Tomei signing off.